Ev, it's another episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stick a fork in it. Getting up into the, we're, we're almost at a hundred. We're getting up there. <laughs> we are. I have a really exciting announcement to make to listeners. Uh, right? Yeah. The engineer tech extraordinaire that you are, <laughs> you now are co-hosts. It's true. It's you and true. me, baby. Yeah. We started it. That's right. Yeah. We're in it. We're in it. <laughs> yeah. So listen rolling. in. <laughs> but we've got this amazing woman who's in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've become friends with her over the years. Mm-hmm. She has such a unique story. Her name is Barbara Smith. Yeah. Mama. Mama. (laughs) Mama. Mm -hmm. She is a rock star. um, And I think she can be an incredible influence. Yeah. um, For anyone, but especially seniors. Right. Maybe it's because I just turned 55 that they're like really, I'm really into making sure seniors are taken care of. Um, I did admit that out loud. Thinking thinking ahead. But um, she has a lot to share and, and she just heart and soul. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. She is, yeah. There's, uh, there's quite a few tears on this episode. Happy tears, sad tears, you know, but a lot of meaning. A yeah, lot of meaning I don't think one. we've cried on a show before. Uh, not, you got yeah, it, Misty. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we have a, th- a few nuggets for you guys mm-hmm. that we want you to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's help out there that's meant for you. You know, it's, yes. you're not taking anything from anyone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, take time to listen. Mm. Listen to someone's story. Yeah, everyone has a story as complex and and important as your own. You know, they just right. it's just different. Right. And then we celebrate. It's mentioned in here our unique groundbreaking. That's right. And being the PR girl that I am, when I put it out there, it was ground and breaking. Was right. I tried to give little nuggets there too, <laughs> um, which was an amazing um, announcement. On our path to a hunger-free twenty, hunger-free Tampa Bay by twenty twenty-five, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to get there. And it was an exciting, exciting day. Yeah, yeah. You can even you can actually see some of the the photos and the videos from it on our social media. There's you know there's videos of the the detonations that actually you know ripped up the ground and stuff. There's right. shots of the crowd. It was right. it was an exciting day. And you can <laughs> Google feeding Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, and all that will come up through even your news so- your favorite news source. So sure. it was an exciting day. Everybody was there, including our next guest. Mm-hmm. Barbara Smith. Enjoy. And if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, please let us know what you think and uh, share your social handle so we can reach out. Mm-hmm. You know, Ev, like we said in the intro, we have um, someone who voluntarily has become an FTB superstar. A staple. Um, and a friend. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, it gives me a little chill. She's become my friend. Yeah. But uh, we needed, we were searching for a senior voice. It's so important. We don't want seniors to be left behind. We want them regarded, understood, respected, and most of all, not to make difficult choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Miss Barbara has been on CNN. She's been on the list. <laughs> She's been on TV stations here. And she was really um, invited to grace the stage when we did our groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. So she is truly part of our family. Miss, I call her Miss Barb. <laughs> Barbara Smith. That's fine. Um, yeah. Just a sweet, wonderful, spirited soul. Mm-hmm. Hello, my friend. Hello. Good morning. Good, Good morning. to be here. Thank you. Thank you for once again agreeing to use your voice. And thanks for asking me. Of this course. Is, this is a pleasure, and it's a great honor to be able to do this. Well, we, you know, like I just said, you've been on many things, but a lot of people, those are snippets, right? That's two minutes here and, you know, a couple minutes there and then people seeing you. Um, I wanted folks to get to know you better and understand you because I believe your story is, is really happening all over. Um, and uh, so let's begin. Uh, first of all, you know, there's a myth in retirement. I believe we're both of the generation that you thought I'll work really hard and when I retire, I'll get my social security. So tell me about what that dream originally was back in the day when you were getting ready to retire, how that felt. Thinking about retiring, I had, you know, wanted to always volunteer somewhere. Mm-hmm. And but I never did know, you know, where. Um even when I was married to my first husband, and uh, he passed away in '01, which mm-hmm. is my daughter's daddy, mm-hmm. uh, life changed. And then it was I was having to work more and stay working longer because I had me and my daughter. Right. And at that time, what were you doing for work? Uh, I was in home health. Okay. I was uh, going from house to house. Uh, we would do personal care for. Uh, clients and 
and that type of thing. And I did mm-hmm. that for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've tried getting into so- something like a different job, but mm-hmm. I always end up going back to care, mm-hmm. right. caring, caring. I, I can't seem to, to get out of that. Right. So I just stayed with it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, I had to put my daughter into a group home so I could continue working. And that wasn't easy. And when she was when she was born, um, I had no idea, you know, that it was going to come into this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told God, I said, you know, I really I want a little girl that's curly headed, brown headed, and that's what I got. Mm-hmm. I got that, but I didn't realize of uh, the disability that that she was going to have. Mm-hmm. And that was really an, an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we had tested her, uh, I told him, I said, I totally refuse to give her this, this diagnosis, and I'm not going to label her. Mm-hmm. Right. I just I, I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Right. But eventually, with other mothers with disabilities, uh, they had a group, uh, which we call Mother's Night Out. Mm-hmm. And once a month, uh, we met at a restaurant. And it could be anywhere from three to ten of us. And we would go out once a month, and we would share, laugh, cry, whatever. Right. And that support is still going. Wow. And that is in Bradenton. And I'm in Tampa. So since I've been away from Bradenton, I haven't had that support with the mothers on Mother's Night Out. Mm -hmm. Because it's usually in the evening, and I don't like to travel at night. Sure. So, but I do keep in touch with them. We do have a text line, okay, a phone line, Good. you know, that we keep in contact with each other. And but now, and going through the group homes, it was very, very difficult. Uh, she, she does not handle changes very well, mm-hmm. and I did the most changes so that she wouldn't have to do of that. Of course, and when we finally got her uh, in where she's at now. Uh, she's been there all, about four years, mm-hmm. and she's happy. She'll tell you she's happy, and she loves it. She's in Good. a focused behavior group home. Mm-hmm. Uh, her diagnosis was like ADHD, uh, spectrum of autism, and ADHD and ODD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's a mouthful. Yeah. Right. And we finally got the right medications and stuff, and she's happy. And she'll tell you she's happy, but once in a blue moon, she'll have something like uh, an episode like she did the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves to eat, and she had stole somebody else's food and was eating it. Oh, they oh tried my. to take it away from her, and you don't do that. Oh, no. Right. She doesn't. So I know if people are familiar with ADHD, and I actually am a little bit familiar with ODD. Can you explain what ODD is? Oppositional Defiant Disorder. Right. Right. And in some people, that's a um, uh, support to make them more powerful and successful or whatever. And in others, when you combine all of the things you talk about, it's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine as a mother, it was hard to seek help by putting her in a place of comfort and that struggle. But now she's thriving in her environment yes. and feels safe and supported. Um, which is important. How old is your daughter? Uh, she was born in 81, which makes her 41. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's 41. She's 41. Yeah. So if you um, share a few wonderful memories, you know, we're all about food, right? What is a wonderful memory? The good the memories was, was when she was in Little League. Uh-huh. She loved Little League. Okay. They had a group down in uh, Bradenton. And she would, she could hit that ball. Now I'm telling nice. you, nice. She could hit that ball. Yeah. Uh, she loved, she loved Little League. She, yeah. she loved that. Uh, she loves pictures. She loves uh, children. Uh, she likes, she loves the family. And even though she doesn't get to see them very often, she does remember their names, most mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. but uh, not quite all of them. So okay. there's, okay. there were twelve of us in our family. Yeah, so there's almost right around 300 of us all together, and we do a family reunion every other year. Wow. So it's just, and she was there a couple of years ago, and she enjoyed that. And I do take her, you know, whenever we go, whenever I can. Sure. But again, she doesn't handle changes well. Yeah. And in a different environment, her behavior is totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it's, but it's, it was a challenge. Yeah. So but, uh, what's her favorite food? When you went, what comes to mind? Coffee. Oh, really? Oh. Coffee. Oh, my gosh. She wants a I, coffee. Yeah. I need to buy stock and coffee. <laughs> oh, I love it. Iced or hot? Either. Oh, it doesn't great. matter. Doesn't that's matter. Funny. Starbucks is her bestie. <laughs> well, we, that's a treat. Well, that, well, yes. And because of the expense, we mm. went to McDonald's. Okay. I, okay. But so, that's delicious, but that, too. But that, but yeah. that's coffee. Yeah. yeah. It's sweet. That. As long as it's coffee, she doesn't care. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, good. That, and every time I go, I have to take her a bottle of my grape water, water with grape. Uh-huh. Mom, did you bring my drink? <laughs> so I bring her one, and she's happy, and yeah. she'll sit there and drink it. And so. so, so let's, you know, it's wonderful to hear, because I don't think you and I, and all the times we've spoke, I have learned this much about your daughter, and I, and that's kind of who, what molds us, right, is the... Is our family and what we have to do to support them in the best That's way, right. um, which is I think all of it. You go back to caregiving, mm-hmm. um, the um, care that you put into your daughter and still do, of course, and then you let's move into volunteering. Well, the moms are the spokespersons. Yeah, we are. We're yeah. the ones that have to speak. They have not a clue, mm. right? You know what's going on, right? And so we have to speak. And we have written letters to the governor. We have written letters, wow. you know, as Mother's Night Out, we would have a group of things. Hey, did you hear about this, this, and this? And mm-hmm. and if we disapproved of it, then somebody wrote up a letter and we copied it and we sent it to oh, the wow. governor. And yeah. To advocate. So, yes. Yeah. And we, we had a, a real nice group. Yeah. We got to teach and, y'all Zoom so you yeah. can, <laughs> right? Yeah, we got to get you a Zoom channel so you get, can stay connected Absolutely. with Braden 10. So. Moving into coming to Trinity Cafe, mm-hmm. which is a feeding Tampa Bay restaurant, um, tell us about how you arrived in that position. Okay, where I live uh, is in the apartments, mm-hmm. and one of the ladies there uh, comes here once a week, and we were chit chatting, you know, outside in the parking lot or whatever, mm-hmm. and she said that she uh, volunteered here and a couple other places. So I said, oh, can I go with you? Mm. And she said, sure. So I came here. I didn't know if I was going to stay or if I was going to go with her to one of her other volunteers. So she mm-hmm. does some of the pet store uh, shops or mm-hmm. wherever she goes, mm-hmm. uh, Humane Society, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she cleans up the, the pens and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I came here, and I think the first time I came – can't remember if it was doing the waters or if I was a, a host, mm-hmm. but that was early on. Yeah, and then I started out once a week, you know, same day she came, mm-hmm. and then I found out I could come more, mm-hmm. and I just kept adding to it, adding today's, adding today's. Yes, and mm-hmm. now I'm here five days a week and Saturday mornings. Yep. And unless I have an appointment. Right. Mm-hmm. Lunch and breakfast. And you really communicate. People can count on you. They know if you'll be here or not, which is important when you volunteer as well. So one of our peers, um, we submit what our questions are, and we ask our team at Feeding Tampa Bay if they'd like to know things from you. And one of those peers would like to know what has been, over the years, your favorite meal to serve guests at the table. Is there something that sticks out that they enjoy so much or that you enjoy? Um, basically all of them. I mean, mm-hmm. there's really Chef no loves you. <laughs> there's really no one set meal. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of compliments on so many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that there's really no set meal other than everyone that is served. Yeah. Chef Daniel is going to love this interview. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's no set meal. They're all delicious. Absolutely. You know, that's what happens when you have someone with such vast experience making sure those meals go but to you know, restaurants. The happy thing is, so is when they get it and you get the compliments mm. and they can be sitting out there at the table Mm-hmm. And they'll say, "Hey, Mama," <laughs> and they'll wave at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and we see them most every day, yeah. right? And there's a, there's a lot of them that know my first name, mm-hmm. and they'll say, "Hey, Barb, how are you?" <laughs> yeah, I said, "I'm good. How are you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's just the communication, mm-hmm. the consistency, uh, yeah. and the friends that mm-hmm. that you make, uh, people that come every day know who you are, right? So it's just. 
So you're there for them as from a personal connection, but I can imagine that they're there for you too, Mm -hmm. right? We've talked about in the past um, from, you know, we talked about the pandemic and how we were, you know, all of us were kind of, well, not feeding Tampa Bay. We worked right through it, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people were stuck at home Mm -hmm. and how lonely Mm -hmm. that is. Tell us about what your volunteering here does. You're talking about how people recognize you and call you mama. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What is that? How has that done for you? I would almost use the word spiritually, mm. you know, supporting you, mental health, whatever that is, is to be recognized, needed, make friendships. Tell me about that. Mm. That makes you really feel like you're doing something worthwhile. Yeah. Um, I had uh, one college student. Uh, he was here by himself. His mom lives in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I think he came about four to six months after I started. Mm-hmm. And he was helping me with the waters. And we got chit-chatting back and forth and got to know each other. And so, I don't know, for some reason or other, <clears throat> I have no idea what possessed it. But I said, can I adopt you? <laughs> he says, sure. And I said, do I have to ask mom? He said, well, you can if you want. So when he went home, he actually put her on the phone. Oh, wow. And I spoke to his mom. Excuse me. And I said, do you mind if I adopt your son? She said, no, I don't. That makes me feel good. I bet. As a mother, knowing somebody's watching out for her son is pretty incredible. And it has been mama ever since. Yeah. And um, he's he was a fantastic volunteer person also. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got his nickname Tigger because when he was here, he would always jump. <laughs> right. Excitement. He, well, he's, yeah. yeah. And he would yeah. jump up and touch the ceiling or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, and then I started calling him Tigger, and it's been Tigger ever since. <laughs> so, and we're still in contact. Yeah. And last year he... Was here on vacation for another reason and made it around my birthday, and we got to volunteer. He came on my birthday to volunteer with me. That's great. That's beautiful. And this year, he couldn't make it for the birthday, but he was here for Christmas. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. I saw you guys together at Christmas. So (laughs) it's just, you know, I miss him. And every time he would leave or come in in the mornings, Mm -hmm. I'd get a hug. Mm-hmm. When he got ready to leave, Mama, I gotta go. Yeah. Gave me a hug. Yeah, and you know that's just all that's that's everything. Know, the friends, mm-hmm. the friends, and especially when you're here by yourself, yeah. you're the only family member other than your daughter, mm-hmm. right? Because Which is everybody still in Bradenton. Else, We're here mm-hmm. in Tampa, Florida. Right. Bradenton's about an hour away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but my personal family, mm-hmm. yeah, is, lives way out of state. I'm the only one here. Yeah, so. Tigger filled in, and there's a couple of other college students now that that is leaning the same way. Yeah, you know they come up and oh Barbara, hi, how are you? Yeah, you know yeah. and they'll come up and give me a hug and and so it's just phenomenal of the friends right. that I've made since I've been here. Right, yeah. the gift back. And then some of the volunteers have come back, some of them haven't, and then mm-hmm. it makes you wonder. Well, I wonder where they're at mm. because they haven't. You know, come. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just amazing of the outreach of friends yeah. and the friendship that you get when you come here. Yeah. Rather than being home. Right. And and if I was to stay home, I would probably sit there, watch TV, doze, mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. I, and that's not me. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not me. I can't, I can't sit still. I'll be out doing something. <laughs> so I come here, yeah. and that fills a great void. That I had, and it's just something that I've always had. I, I've always wanted to to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a hard time receiving. You do. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. We're but, talking about uh, the gift of giving. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, it's it's just. It's well, just I think speechless. it's a- I mean, I, I don't know what to say. There is plenty of food, just not enough space. Feeding Tampa Bay has broken ground on a new facility as we imagine a hunger-free region by 2025. A purpose-built headquarters that will help close the meal gap and connect people to resources that enable self-sufficiency. This hub of opportunity will be a place where possibility comes to life, where our volunteers are engaged and empowered, 
where families can shop in a neighborhood grocery store, and where dignity is served daily. For more information, go to hungerfree2025.com. Well, I think it's a testament um, when you have college students yeah. seeking out your comfort, mm-hmm. getting to know you. I must be the mama figure, too. Yeah. I, I, well, the, like. <laughs> but I think that exudes your caregiver spirit, mm-hmm. which you've had all the way back from your working years mm-hmm. before you retired. Um, semi-retired, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Semi-retired. Yes, right, yes. Right. So I just think that says a lot that they're, they, you're sought out. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. Um, and it's just kind of that... Um, personality that you exude that comfort uh still with that a little bit of authority right mm-hmm. that a little bit yeah it's I, like a little bit like I, you know don't be silly now yeah. but you also will be the one to try to jump and reach the ceiling so <laughs> don't be fooled well you know i i really have to watch my and i think it has a lot to do with my voice and the way i come across mm-hmm. but i don't intend for it to be yeah. that Authority wise, mm-hmm. because I've had, I've had different people ask me, "Were you in the service?" <laughs> <laughs> no. It's similar. The you were a mom. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, there you go. Yeah, you, you had your own little uh, drill core that you had to take. There you care go. Of. Right. I had to. But they weren't thinking of that though. Right. Yeah. The but, service uh, of mom. <laughs> Actually, when I came in today, uh, uh, Miss Nina at the front door, we I told her that we were interviewing you, and she was like, "You know, she was here even before me." And when I started, I thought she was the director at Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and so, (laughs) and and I I, that bothers me. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I've even had a couple people, you know, try to salute. I said, "Don't do that to me." Yeah, right, right. Well, it's it's recognizing that. I know, um, but then when they say it out loud and everybody else hears it, it makes it sound like, "Oh, she's the boss," you know, and. That bothers me, so no. I I back way down, you know, right? And, and I right. try to or or tone. soften, mm-hmm. soften a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. that's but, okay. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's okay. But and I think a lot of that has to do with when I was raising my daughter, mm-hmm. because I was more the authority type over her. Yeah, my husband was a softy. <laughs> she could get by with murder. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, well, that and having to advocate for her too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I look at advocacy work, um, even when it's on your with your own daughter, is kind of like you're in you're in a fight yeah. for equality, for understanding. You know, you're taking her out, and someone, you know, may question when she was younger. You know, so it's kind of like your boots on the ground. Yep. From either a work experience or, or raising your daughter, yeah. um, and fighting for people to see her who she was and not. I think it's so um, beautiful that you didn't want her to be seen as disabled. Mm -hmm. You didn't want her to be referenced that way at all. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of parents that will resonate with them that are listening. um, Well, and that's what I was afraid of. Yes. When when she was tested and they said, well, and she was tested like when she was like four or five years old. Mm -hmm. And she tested at six months then. Yeah. Wow. So that was just about more than I could swallow. Right. Yeah. Right, but you. Uh, but even at forty-one, she's probably right now. She's probably at a uh, early, early teenager. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And but she still needs a lot of care, assistance, yeah. and stuff. Instability. Yeah. Instability. Mm-hmm. But so, she's happy. I'm happy where yeah. she's at. And yeah. I, that's good. You know, there's so a comfort in knowing she's safe and yes. secure. Right. Right. Yes. You know that can be said for um, for me for assisted living mm-hmm. as a comparison. You know, I could have brought my mom home um, to my house, but where is she better served mm-hmm. yes. as a person? And it's really having that experience of people around you who can give you the attention that you need, give you the understanding and the comfort, and knowing where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that from maybe a different lens, and I think our listeners will understand that as well because it's really a lot of people deal with the similar situations. Mm-hmm. Every every story is different, but that safe place. Sometimes we have to let our our um, control or selfishness go, and then let what that person needs be come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And it's a challenge, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yep. So. I want to move into, we've talked briefly about this, like a little more of a sensitive issue. We know uh, over the past year, 
that families have struggled terribly. You see families coming in the doors here at Trinity Cafe, individuals uh, who never imagined themselves struggling. You know, and then we have our senior population that is fixed income for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have a pandemic, which maybe didn't hurt so much as the inflation. Mm -hmm. So I think for you, you were very well integrated into our Trinity Cafe restaurant. You'd been there since 2019. Uh, You knew kind of what you're doing. But then sometimes it's asking for help. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that and what that feels like for you. Asking for help was very, very, very much of a struggle for me. I did without before I would ask. Right. Right. And I always put my daughter and my husband first, and I was always last. And I still am to this day. I will give to someone else and do without myself. There are times when I would go get a few groceries, Mm -hmm. and I ended up having to take them back because I needed the money. Right. And that happened quite a few times. Right. And it's interesting to me that you're right here at the cafe where you're regarded as mama and family, but that was hard for you to take part in as well. It wasn't hard for me to come here um, because I knew I could take a meal home. Mm -hmm. And that helped a lot. And if I didn't, you know, like, especially for... For myself, mm-hmm. I would add something if I had something at home. If not, I just ate with whatever we had here. Right. Was that sometimes but, your one meal a day? Or did you yes. get to that place? Yes. Yeah. And that was during infl- you know, the back end of pandemic inflation that you counted on the meals. Yes. So there's so many other opportunities, even though they're difficult. Um I actually had the conversation with you because I'd seen you for years and didn't really understand that you were struggling because you're so quiet about it. That's right. Um, What other opportunities um, have you just started to take advantage of so you can have that healthy base of plenty of fresh food? Well, thanks to you for letting me know about the food bank. Um, I didn't really even know that there was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew that there were places where people could go through the drive through and they would just put, you know, food into the trunk. Mm-hmm. I've yet to find that place. I tried finding it one day and couldn't find it, so I turned around and went back home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was able to get some, some uh, fresh vegetables and, and different things at the food bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that helped. Yeah. And... You know, even something simple as milk or a roast. Right. You know, you can make two or three meals off of a roast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, and then I would add from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, stretch. Make it stretch. Mm-hmm. And there was times when it was just something as simple as egg and toast. Yeah. Right. I remember when I met you after the the shopping day at the market, we were talking a little bit about, you know, how it felt to, uh, you know, to to, to receive that help. Because, you know, I I think we hear from a lot of people that it's hard to ask for it. Um, But then once you're there, uh, you know, there's probably a certain level of, like, relief. Um, So, I mean, how did it feel like to, even though it's hard to ask for that, how did it feel when you were there and able to get some of the things that you needed? They were very nice, Mm -hmm. very nice. And... Um, I really appreciated what I did get, and I was able to to use most of that. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't use, uh, I share with my mom, right? And she was able to even get some food off of that too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, just knowing that the food is available, uh, that's a big plus. Mm-hmm. But. Just knowing where to go, mm-hmm. uh, all they have to do is call Feeding Tampa Bay, and they would yeah. they would be able to help them and, and tell them where the, where they can go get yeah. some free food. Anyone on our team will help do that. Um, so, oftentimes, um, when you have 
the availability of food, right? Um, it can help relieve other stressors on your budget, yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little but bit about that. You don't have to go grocery shopping. Right, yeah, right. Sure. And it can go to the electric <laughs> bill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, or things like that nature. Yeah. Um, tell us about the one thing um, that you had to um, stop doing for a while because of inflation. Oh, um, the puzzles. Mm, yeah. Through the pandemic, I probably did... I don't know how many puzzles. Mm -hmm. And then it got to where you couldn't hardly find any because everybody was doing puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'd go to a different store hoping that there were different puzzles there. And that worked for a while. But then they got to be where they were so expensive that I just quit. And then I went to uh, the books where you color with colored pencils Mm -hmm. uh, or Word Find doing that. Mm-hmm. And then through one of the interviews with CNN, mm-hmm. when I mentioned the puzzles, uh, people so graciously yeah. sent me puzzles. Yep. And that helped a lot. I just never expected that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And those that I couldn't do, the larger puzzles, mm-hmm. um, I would share them. Share. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they, they enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I have sent them all thank you notes, mm-hmm. and some of them yes. I've kept in contact with. Oh, I didn't know that. I part. didn't even. I don't even know these people, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And they were kind and gracious enough to send me a box of puzzles. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it just it just overwhelmed me. <laughs> it's um, the thing is, is not being able to afford the simple things. I think struck a chord. Uh, with a lot of people, and I think they re- can relate. Yes. And also, we should be able to enjoy the simple things, especially when we um, are in moving towards our senior year or mm-hmm. in them, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there's one thing that touched me deeply um, in our conversations and because of gas prices. Tell me about what that delayed in your life and what change that made for you. Because of the increase, I was not able to go see my daughter. Right. She's only 25 miles away, but it still took gas. Yep. And I didn't go. Um, And through the uh, pandemic, sometimes they weren't allowed anybody else in the house, and I understood that. We have phones that I could call her. Right. But then um, not being able to see her but maybe once a month right. when I'm used to going every weekend and or every other weekend down to once a month, that was very hard. Yeah, I'm sure. Very hard. I'm sure it's a constant that you weren't able to engage with. It's really heartbreaking. It is. That you can't get And there. different ones have asked me, you know, how's your daughter doing? Did you get to see her this weekend? And I said, I couldn't go because I didn't have the gas. And they so kindly gave me gas money for the next weekend to go. Right. And that was very... Right. Receiving help. (laughs) Yes. Receiving help. So I I like kind of your advice because um, for others, because you are a person who didn't like to receive help. But... What advice do you give for folks that feel the same way that need it? Keep searching till you find it. And feeding Tampa Bay is one place that you can find it. All you have to do is reach out. <laughs> Evan and I are misty. Already crying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the beautiful thing is um, there's places out there, even feeding Tampa Bay, but there's a nonprofit. Folks care. You care. You've cared your whole life. People care about you, too. Right? Yep. And anyone listening who's struggling should know there are people that genuinely care for them and want them to succeed and be able to see their daughter right. where they want to. Right? Um, you know, we have other programs you and I haven't talked about. Um, but, you know, there's SNAP. Have you ever applied for SNAP? Do you know anything about it? Uh, no. Uh but the good thing is, um, this year, mm-hmm. uh, the health insurance, mm-hmm. the health insurance is sometimes uh, they are allowing you to get groceries okay. with your health insurance. And that has helped. Right. Food RX. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yep. has helped. 
Okay. That's wonderful. So I, with this a little bit of increase, uh, that has helped a lot. Okay. So um, thank God for health insurance. Yeah. And they are increasing. Uh, some insurances can, are, your, are allowing you to get food and uh, non-perishable mm-hmm. uh, things like uh, toilet paper, paper plates. Now, not all insurances will do that. Mine doesn't. Mine is strictly food. But there is uh, an insurance that my mom is on that mm-hmm. she can uh, get strictly food. But then there is a person that uh, I care for. His he does. Uh, he can get like toilet paper, paper towels, right. cleaning supplies, and stuff. And that that's new this year, and that right. has helped a lot. Right? Isn't it, I find it so interesting and encouraging that our healthcare providers, our yes. insurance companies, are trying to take care of you. Um, uh, with those in their care, yes. which, which, whether we pay for it or not, we're in their care, to make sure that you start with a healthy base. Yes. Because, you know, if you're not getting the right food, there are so many, that means more doctor visits, mm-hmm. that means more hospital visits. I just think it's um, super impactful um, that they're leaning in that direction. And I'm curious, how did you learn, like, what your provider offered, you know, for people who are listening that might want to find out the same thing? Uh, the person that you sign up for, mm-hmm. Or, or sign up under, yeah. just call that person and and they can tell you uh, what you can what you can do and what you can't. All right, right. If I have a additional question, benefits. Yeah, uh, I just call her and uh, in fact I'm with Optimum mm-hmm. and I can call her and I say, hey, does it cover this and right. cover that and she'll she'll let me know. Perfect. Yeah. So and will- United Healthcare is another good one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so and then there's Humana. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and Humana has uh, is the one that you can get uh, the toilet paper and paper goods, right. cleaning supplies, right? Yeah, to have a mine healthy hasn't gotten that far well. yet, but, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. but I, you know, I'm okay with that, yeah. right? So, but my my food thing has increased. That's great, and so that that has helped. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I do want to talk about SNAP a minute because I know that. Um, we may have a listener who doesn't understand the process of SNAP or... or a, well, I knew it was out there, but yeah. I never did really understand. Right. It's difficult. Yeah. But there's organizations, for instance, Feeding Tampa Bay, we have a whole Food Plus team mm-hmm. that helps connect with additional services that can help you live an independent life the best way that you can, right? So SNAP uh, used to be, back in the day for us, food stamps, <laughs> right? Um, which were, to me... Undignified, right? It was an undi- and and from a, a generational population, um, I think that impacts seniors on applying. What do you think? What do you have to do, or how do you go about to apply for it? So at Feeding Tampa Bay, uh, we have you know a, a whole team called Food Plus, and they help you navigate that. They can't qualify you, but they can help make sure that you're as prepared as possible. So is it like you fill out an application? You do. You do. And our team counsels you through it because it is confusing and it's very intimidating. So folks can go to our website. um, And there's other food banks across the country that also respect uh, uh, those in their care, making sure that they're connected with any service possible. Um, So that will help Mm -hmm. uh, lift you up. And now, you know, I was just – my point that I was getting to is now – it's called an EBT card. So you use your card. It, it looks just like a visa that mm-hmm. you would pay for. Uh, you can have g- groceries delivered to your home through your EBT, through Walmart. Um, there's just so many ways, and it's so dignified. You know, many seniors that we talk to or that are in our care struggle with tra- transportation. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, you've got the cutest little car in town, <laughs> well, and you're scooting everywhere. Oh, so. yeah. You know what the name of the car is? Oh, no. What is it? Zippy. Oh, great. Oh. <laughs> Mine is Blanca. I need to get me a tag to put on the front. Yeah. Zippy. It says Zippy, because that's exactly what you do, man. You'll see Barbara going around, but not all uh, not all seniors have that flexibility. Right. Mm. So there's so many ways. Well, thank God you just I need still to have it. Going back mm-hmm. to reaching out yeah. to people that care about you mm-hmm. just by making a phone call. Yeah. Um, and that EBT has changed a lot of lives of all ages, including seniors. And there's benefits waiting for people who qualify. Mm-hmm. You don't take from someone else. Right. You're not taking me- funding from a family. There are 
funds waiting there for our yes. senior population as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to introduce you to that mm-hmm. next up mm-hmm. so you can see if um, that's something that you can even share with friends, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't work for you. You guys are listening to Barbara right now, and she is one of those wonderful people in our care. But I want to introduce you to Rochelle Thompson, who is Director of Programs here at Feeding Tampa Bay. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Shannon. Thanks so much for having me on today. Yeah, so we know that seniors struggling with food insecurity, you know, has multiplied since the pandemic. And now we have inflation. We have seniors making difficult choices. We have seniors who are homebound and lonely. A lot of those topics, you know, Barbara has covered today on the podcast. Um, Can you tell us from a Feeding Tampa Bay lens, what opportunities are available for our seniors? You know, situations like Barbara and also like you mentioned, what we learned throughout the pandemic really taught us that our seniors need programming and they need support and they need that support where they are. Um, throughout our service area. So we do have a couple of programs and options for them and are continually looking for um, ways to grow those programs for seniors. So right now we do have um, at our warehouse senior shopping days with our public's community market. Um, We actually did some focus groups last week where seniors shared how much they really appreciated the quality and quantity of the food that they got um, from the market. So there is that option available on a monthly basis. Seniors can come and shop. Um, Kind of in my area of Feeding Tampa Bay, I also focus on Food Plus programming. So looking at food services, but then also community services that our seniors can get connected to. So some of those programs might look like seeing if you're eligible for the SNAP program. We can actually assist with that application over the phone, which has made it so much more accessible for seniors because they don't have to travel and meet someone in person to do an appointment and try to remember where all their paperwork is. And then you forget your ID and then you have to go back and get it right. That can be really challenging. So my team can actually help seniors no matter where they live to complete that application over the phone and submit their documentation uh, via phone as well. So we've had a lot of success connecting seniors to SNAP that way. Um, Feeding Tampa Bay also runs a CSFP program, which stands for Commodity Supplemental Food Program. And that food program is specifically for seniors as well. So depending on where you are and your situation, that um, includes a fresh box of food that would be available to you in your local zip code. Um, Other things that we frequently help seniors with might be understanding their eligibility for Meals on Wheels. Um, Most areas in the United States have a Covering Meals on Wheels program. So a lot of our distributions, right, are meant for folks that can travel out and get to that food, pick it up and take it back home. But we do recognize for a lot of seniors that travel or physical limitations can make that really difficult. Um, So for Meals on Wheels, if you call in, we can also look at your area and see what Meals on Wheels provider might be able to um, get some food to you as well. The last thing I'll mention about Snap, Shannon, is that you can also get that food delivered. So Instacart, Amazon, those can seem daunting for seniors but if you have a caregiver or grandchild or someone that can work with you you can use your ebt um and snap benefits to get food delivered as well yeah i think it's what's really wonderful is in our world is we know that it's more than food that that folks are struggling with and i think it's pretty i know the snap application can be daunting along with others to get assistance and the fact that we have a team that can counsel someone um, very with dignity and respect, as we always say, and help someone get on the right path and not make difficult choices um, is really, really important to what will bring us to a hunger-free region, right? So if you're outside of the Tampa Bay area, what do you suggest a senior, um, which way should they go? I think there's three ways I'd recommend, and then you can decide what would be the best for your situation. One is if you really don't know where to go, just call us. Like we will figure it out. Sometimes the hardest thing is trying to figure out where to start. And so that's part of why our team is here. It doesn't matter where in our region you live, right? We're here to help take care of you. So if you don't know where to start, just call Feeding Tampa Bay and we will help you figure that out. Um, The second way is with your local county office, um, whichever county you live in, there's going to be 
a department called Area Agency on Aging, and that is a national um, collaboration where everywhere in the U.S. there is an Area Agency on Aging. So I also always recommend seniors reach out there because they have really specific and holistic wraparound services for seniors. So no matter if you're looking for health, mental health, food delivery, caregiver support, long-term care resources, right? Whatever that might be, that agency is specifically set up to help you with whatever your needs might be. So that's a great place to start. You could call your local 211 to get connected to that number. You can look that up online, certainly. The third thing that I would recommend is there's also senior directory services available via phone. So depending on where you're located, um, there are also call centers basically that exist mm -hmm. to do over the phone resource navigating because I know maybe going on Google might seem a little daunting or we don't have the technology to do that. You can call your local, in our area, it's called Senior Connection Center, but that's basically what they are. So there's Elder Affairs, there's lots of, lots of different call centers throughout the area too that you could call and just say, hey, I don't know where to start, can you help me? And they'll help you navigate all of that over the phone as well. Well, that's amazing. So, you know, all of us, you know, you think about, you know, I don't know our generational gap, you and I, but you think about, we all know that back in the day, it was like you work really hard and you get to retire as a senior um, and enjoy that last back nine of your life, if you will. And we, it saddens me so much that so many seniors are struggling when the anticipation was completely different. And I'm so thankful um, and I know as an organization, we'll think we're thankful to have partners, but to have our own food plus department that can help folks navigate. And again, going back to those difficult choices, even providing pet food, you know, or loosening up that budget so folks can pay for their medication. So Rochelle, thank you so much for giving a little clarity to our talk with Barbara or any senior who's listening to the show. We want things to be easy for them to get help. And most of all, not to be, be afraid to ask. Absolutely, Shannon. Thank you. So you've interviewed nationally. That CNN story was like thousands of times shared. Yeah. There were a few of you interviewed, but for our region right here in Tampa Bay, you represented Tampa Bay. You've been, we've interviewed you for all of our socials. So people have seen you and there's like... 20, 30, 40, 50,000 of those, yeah, right? Yeah. That follow that mm -hmm. and are in our local news. Mm -hmm. But tell us about what all that led to that was your biggest honor mm -hmm. so far. <laughs> okay. Uh, when I was first invited, I think it was Ashley had said something about for the groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Well, I had told her that due to work, I probably wouldn't be able to make it. Mm hmm. Well, then when Shannon comes to me and, and says that uh, the CEO would has asked if you would if you could come to the groundbreaking, I couldn't turn it down. Right. I couldn't say no to him. Right. So then I found out I was being interviewed with Channel 13. Mm -hmm. And you said, and at five o'clock, you go on the stage. <laughs> and I thought, wonder what stage she's talking about. <laughs> I had not a clue. Mm -hmm. what I was getting into. <laughs> so when I get there at the groundbreaking, I see the stage. I said, oh, okay, that's the stage. Never put two and two together. Oh, man. Because mm -hmm. I had never seen one of those detonators. Right. I had no right. idea what that was. <laughs> so when, uh, forget what her name was, that introduced me to the stage and said I was going to be up there at the first one beside Thomas, I forget. Mm. Anyway, she came up to me and she took me up there and said, this is the stage and uh, we'll tell you when to go up and you'll be the first one to go up and you'll be the first one at, at the first plunger up mm -hmm. there beside Thomas. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, never clicked. <laughs> so when time came after the interview, uh, and by the way, I never put two and two together for Tony being the weatherman on Channel 13 <laughs> until it was Isn't over. Isn't <laughs> Until yeah. it was over. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I get up on the stage and I see this 
this plunger. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with detonator. <laughs> oh, okay. Guess, I'm just different, kidding. Different mental image, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> well, to me, it was a... Yeah, right. For anyway, sure. For sure. but nobody knew what it was what it was going to happen. Right. Well, somebody did, but <laughs> right. The, the there was a lot didn't. of us that did. You didn't. Right. <laughs> no. And when we pushed that thing down, oh my God, the noise! Thought, <laughs> Set off a car alarm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but you know what really, really got to me was when. Um. During the interview that I seen on the ABC that Michael had done, Mm -hmm. what really got to me was his wording. Mm. The wording was something like, you know, he had done the interview and had had it geared towards me in his talk and this and that. But towards the end, when he said that I was standing up there beside the CEO Thomas, shoulder to shoulder... Mm. And she pushed down the detonator to make the first dirt for the building. Right. Mm -hmm. Shoulder to shoulder with Thomas just just got to me. Yep. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. And we weren't able to, we were all so busy that when you came down off of the stage and everything was over, Thomas came and bent over. He's a tall man (laughs) um, and hugged you. And you told him, I just love you. And he said, we love you too. And you've made a, you made many friends. <laughs> Again, it's getting out of your house. Yep. Volunteering your time, giving of you in such a unique and meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're shoulder but I to shoulder to with s- a CEO. <laughs> and we're <laughs> ending hunger, baby. Yeah. And I wanted to stay for the rest of the thing, but I had to get back home because of my job. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you were there for but the bulk it, of it and but shared I was, your voice. Yeah. Shared <laughs> so. your voice. And we, um, you know, we don't use shovel. We didn't use shovels. We nope. didn't cut ribbons. Feeding <laughs> Tampa Bay, we're something else around here. We That's literally right. blew the ground <laughs> yes. up by hundreds of feet. Yeah. But you surprisingly, know, being to the most, first one is such yeah. an honor. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I'm just. You I'm want me to explain over... why you were first? <laughs> yes. Those in our care always come first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're why we do everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, what's matter? We're trained that way. Most of us, it's the core of our being. It's who we are. Mm-hmm. You're one of those people that you want to give. But for us at Feeding Tampa Bay, our guest, our client, someone who needs us, mm-hmm. is always first. Always. Now let's have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> tell us a bit quick about your birthday. I don't need to tell the story. You got to tell it. <laughs> My birthday? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start practicing this way of thinking. Go ahead. Tell us about your birthday. Well, I was eating lunch with my family. And I don't know how, but we got on the subject of age. And I looked at my sister-in-law and I said, what do you mean? And I do that. Do you know how old I am? She said, yeah, I know how old you are. I said, I'm 70. She said, no, you're not. (laughs) <laughs> I said, yes, I am. I just turned 70 last November. She said, Barbara, you were born in 51, so you're 71. And I still didn't believe her. <laughs> I would have kept that. And my two, my two brothers even got their calculator out. <laughs> and then after that, I let it go a little bit. Mm-hmm. I snuck down and got my little calculator out and <laughs> yeah. checked it myself. So I was 70 for two years. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I think we all should bring that math Get a on. over yeah. So at 71, I, I feel blessed yeah. that I can still do what I do and get around like I do. And Right, and you're still a caregiver today. Yeah. Yes. So that myth of retirement mm-hmm. back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s, yeah. yep. at 71, you're working Yep. Mm-hmm. as a caregiver. But my other thing on the bucket list mm-hmm. is to drive an 18-wheeler. Well, yeah. pretty soon we're gonna, we're, we'll be documenting <laughs> right? that. We just happen to have fresh force. So, That's right. And Evan and I know a few people that 
even we can if at it's least just, get you in a parking lot. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy with that. If I could just get in a parking lot, right? Yep. Drive it. Yeah. Back it up and put it where it belongs. Right. Yeah. I would be happy. Yeah. So Khalil, look out. We're coming with some right. requests. So just get ready, Mike from our Fresh Force team and Khalil. Looking at you. Uh, we're, we're, this is going to be too fun, and Ev's going to be right there with the cameras. Absolutely. Um, you know, we want to have a little fun on the back end of the. Our time is almost up. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to get to volunteering. You've got a job yeah, to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm late now. See, we need to wrap this up quickly. Um, first of all, is there any advice that you would give to a senior listening today? Mm-hmm. Uh, reach out as much as you can. Um, uh, even if it's just starting out with phone calls. But instead of sitting home, if you if you don't have to stay home, if there's something that that you want to do and get out, is to go volunteer, give back to the community. Yeah, give back. Create, keep. It is your so circle. rewarding. And sometimes you run into people that you least expect that you run into, and you have no idea what that person's going through. Mm-hmm. But yet they see you out there volunteering, mm-hmm. and that is so rewarding. I just, I can't say enough about that. You go home and just think, oh, look how many people I fed, or mm. look how many people I've served, or Look how you many know, friends whatever. I've made. Yeah. Right, and the friendship, and, and even mm-hmm. the other volunteers, yep. you make just as many friends. Mm-hmm. We have a blast on, yeah. on some days. It, it's just... You know, some of the girls are just, because you're just a hoot. <laughs> right, right. You guys have a great time. You're always laughing, and that's what's good for the guests. Yeah, and I sent too. you the picture of the one yep. the other day. Yep. Those two girls, we ended up being Curly, Mo, and Larry. <laughs> okay. I'm Larry. One is Mo, and one is Curly. So. Yeah. Yeah, tell tell our guests about the, our, um, pardon me, uh-huh. our listeners uh, about that photo. What, what, what's, why was the photo so impactful to you? The photo was, and it came from uh, the other volunteers, which are very, very close friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought a headband with a crown on top of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they said I had to wear it for the day because I was the queen. Aww. Right. I was the princess because yep. you were on TV. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I said... Oh my goodness! <laughs> you have fans too, friends I, and fans, fans. girls. Mm-hmm. And then they also gave me a a gift card. Yeah. Oh. To Culver's. Oh, oh how su- Oh, that's my favorite. Yes. Oh, I'm telling you, custard. <laughs> yes, that's like next level so ice good. cream. Absolutely. Get back. Yeah. Um, oh, and I have a coupon. Buy one and get one free. <gasps> oh, nice. You taking me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, so, one of the other staff, we met one Sunday in Culver's, and I, love I, it. I, I treated him with a, the coupon. That's great. I just invited myself. I'll pay <laughs> for my own, but I would no, love yeah, to meet you no, at Culver's. No, I've got a coupon. <laughs> oh, wait. Well. I want to get one free. You can eat two for the price of one. Delicious. Okay, well, we'll split it then. We'll there you split go. it. There you go. So we often, at the end of the show, <clears throat> we found this super interesting, okay? So we're all about food, right? Yep. We're all about making sure you have that meal, but really, like we're doing right now, we're around a table, mm. right? And we're That's having right. a great conversation. So if you had a table of four, and you're one of them, so you could add three more people to that table, anyone you would want, who would they be? You for one. Aww. <laughs> oh, man. And, and probably the CEO, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. And the chef. Yeah. And Chef Daniel. Daniels. That's great. Would be around the table. And if Chef was cooking us a meal, what would say. you want? Right? <laughs> what would you want? Uh, shrimp. Okay. Oh, yum. Yeah. Yum. Shrimp, fries, coleslaw. <laughs> oh, we're going, we're getting down with some fried shrimp. Yeah. That's right. Yum. Eat Cocktail or tartar? Tartar. Mm-hmm. Okay, you lost me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She didn't say you couldn't have cocktail. <laughs> True, true, true. But I'm like, yeah. Right. Um, Barbara, you know you're loved. You know you're appreciated. We want every senior out there to know that they have a purpose 
and that all they need to do is reach out. That's right. Whether it's for their mental health, their mind, body, spirit, and soul, Mm -hmm. but uh, also if they need us. We don't want anyone ever to make a difficult choice when they don't have to, right? That's right. We adore you. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok at Feeding Tampa Bay.